It's Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi, and as God intended, we are both back in the state of Georgia. After my weary week of traveling, I am finally back home in my humble abode, and I'm thankful to be speaking to you in a normal place, because Chi did a good job with my crazy backdrop of a hotel lobby and (laughs) random people hollering and screaming around me, so uh, glad to be back. I... uh... I listened to a, a part of it, you know, you and I, when we talk about this, I, it, it's always weird hearing your, your own voice uh, on the recordings, and so I don't always go back and listen to the podcast very much, but, you know, sometimes every now and then you got to, and, and that was a time, and it really, I thought, hey, editing on your on your end, it, it sounded pretty good to me. Hey, well, the iPhone's got a pretty good mic on it, apparently, because that's what I was recording off of, and it turned out pretty well, but... It was fun. I enjoyed. It. I was actually pretty. Uh, kudos to Hilton for the uh, the free Wi-Fi. Um, that actually <laughs> did for a thirty-minute uh, video chat. We were able to FaceTime. I think you didn't see me the whole time. I think I had to cut my video out there for a little bit. I think the last. I think the last five minutes. It would. Uh, you 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 were just still and and you you can probably tell when you're listening to it. I was just like you know you because the interaction we have is is a lot better because we can see each other. But whenever it was just like your face just frozen on my iPad, I was like, hello. <laughs> you did great. You never knew skip to beat. I was able to still see you. You're very pixelated, but hey, we made it through. So thank you, Hilton, for. Oh, uh, you actually service. saw saw me moving whenever you I, were. Well, I actually so I actually had to cut my video off because it was starting to slow down, and so I did it as a way to save bandwidth, and so it was gotcha. a safety measure. But it would have been hard to discuss that in the middle of the um, the video. But here we are. We we made it, and um, all went well. Uh, and even though we faced adversity. Like the dogs did this weekend, we we went into a, a, a tough environment out in Starksville. It was cold, a, a cold night, and uh, first cold, true cold game of the season. And uh, our guys showed out, and uh, it was a different game. I mean, you're coming off of, as we said, the biggest game in Sanford Stadium history, and or at least ranked up there, and just the emotions and the the focus that we had given towards this game and uh, the, the, the environment and, and everything, and then to turn around and have to leave that and go to Starkville. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty, uh, sorry for the pun, stark contrast to what we, what we did or what we had at home. And the guys showed up. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't perfect, but, uh, we showed up and got a, got a victory on the road. And anytime you do that in the SEC, it's important. So what were your, what were your initial thoughts from the game? Yeah, my, my initial reaction was, I mean, you're sitting here talking about, you know, how it wasn't wasn't always pretty, and and there was times, I mean, specifically at the very end of the first first half, there was a time where I was like, man, does this not feel like Missouri right now? And um, of course, against Missouri, we were down at the half, and so I felt I felt good at least for the fact that, okay, that was a fluky, you know, punt return for a touchdown in the first half. I really felt like the only thing the only thing that that hurt us is that uh, in the first half was really ourselves and and but Mississippi State was playing some stout defense. I mean, we talked about last week how it was going to be that front was still going to be pretty. They've always got guys on the front, uh, at, at least that front defensive line, and usually a couple of linebackers. But um, they were able to be effective against us on the run. They, st- I mean, we didn't really run the ball very well uh, effectively on them. And then on, on on top of that, 
they really didn't put they put us in situations to where we were trying to do things that were outside the norm I felt like I mean I think we got knocked off of our whatever our strategy was in the first half I felt like we got knocked off of it and came back but man you're talking about coming out second half and I mean you come out and you score in the first minute of the second half and I really knew that this is a different uh, I, I, I want to say this is just a different time for this team I mean we that Missouri game was earlier on in the season we had but since then we have come out as a more of a focused team and you saw that that new form that we've kind of been having here uh, over the last few weeks come out in the second half and and I mean but once we scored that that first touchdown lad just made a nasty move on that uh on that run, I didn't realize that it was a run until later. But yeah, man, that's uh, that honestly, that really felt made me feel a lot better. And then we just didn't let up from there. Well, to your point, that was Lad's run, which was a little reverse or a little pitch to him uh, coming around and made some great moves. Uh, that was almost half of our yards on the ground was his mm-hmm. run. I mean, we and. Kendall, Kendall had 41 yards. That was his touchdown. He had a couple other runs and things like that. I mean, so yeah. can we, they stopped the run? I mean, you, you, you I mean, they for in pretty much the game, besides two plays. I mean, our run was non-existent. So yeah. all of our yards were in the air, and uh, and so we had to. I mean, Stetson threw the ball 37 times. He had a we had a he had a 70 percent completion rating with 25 completions. And just under 300 yards passing, and I mean he was he was airing it out. I mean we had to. They we, we were not able to move the ball on the ground at all. Besides a couple of those, besides a couple of those plays, and uh, and so their defense showed up. I mean they I thought they I thought they played a great game. Uh, I, I think defensively they played as about a good a game as they could have. Their offense just couldn't put any points on the board. To our defense just pretty much stifled it. But uh, I was. I was happy to see that we were able to move the ball relatively well uh, in the air and, and have a have a pretty good game. We got two interceptions. Both of them were kind of – one of them, his arm was hit, defender was there. If you go back and watch the play, Ladd had a pretty good shot of, of catching – I mean, if that ball, if his arm doesn't get hit. Yeah, if, if he's able to fall through, it's probably a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's a, it's a very large gain. And uh, and then the second one was that lineman just stuck his hand up and caught that ball. I mean, it was it was just impressive. <laughs> who, so, who 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 was it that was blocking them? Was it uh, was it Van Pran? I think probably was because it was right over the middle. Yeah, because it was almost even more so Van Pran that caught it because the ball comes down and it's like in his arms, <laughs> and he doesn't notice it, and then the guy just sees it in his arms. And is like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's that, that was basically what it, I mean. It was kind of a freak thing, but the guy made a heads up play and and, and yeah. had that pick. And uh, but I, I do want to say there were some guys that it wasn't our prettiest showing. It wasn't our prettiest showing, but I do think a night game on the road in an environment with those freaking cowbells and, and things like that. Uh, we we pretty much had them, had their number for, for the majority of the game, especially the second half. Once we kind of came out and started playing our game, we we started after, like, like you said, after that score, we pretty much started running away with it. But I do want to say that uh, 
it was fun to see number 10 out there making some stupid catches. Yeah. Uh, Kiaris had a freaking heck of a game. Just, I, I want to, I had to, I had to talk about him at the, at the outset because, uh, four catches for 69 yards and a couple of those were just dumb, <laughs> really dumb <laughs> catches. I mean, just crazy good. And I've always, I've always loved Kiaris and I know he doesn't always get targeted, but man, uh, Big game by him, and, and really rest- all the guys catching the ball. It was a, they were all of our production, so it was big big day for them. Well, you know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people will look at this as okay, we were not effective in running the ball uh, against this this defensive front from uh, Mississippi State. But I mean, let's let's face it, man, with Todd Monken at this point, and I mean, I I really I hate to say this because I, I like our backfield, I like the guys. I mean, I think they're all. You know, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Kendall, even though he scored that touchdown. But you know, I'm not like I think our top two guys are pretty solid. They're both athletes. You know, Dajan and Kenny, especially. You know, Kenny seems like he's kind of more of the okay. It doesn't matter if I catch the ball out of the backfield or if I run the ball. I'm gonna get some yards, but I may not have the numbers on the ru- the rushing stats, right? But so let's face it, we don't have. We don't have a Sony Michelle and a Nick Chubb back there, and and to be honest, we don't even have a we don't have a Zamir White and a, and a James Cook either. You know, what do we have back there is guys that can make plays when need be, but our style of play and what Todd Munkin has done and our scheme has kind of really made it to where. And I'm sorry, but we've got guys, our receivers and tight ends, obviously, are better overall than our running backs and why not and and with Stetson at the helm why not just put the ball in the air and get this guy I mean it's a sure thing throwing a a a 10 yard route to I mean 10 yard curl to to Brock Bowers I mean that's as sure as as sure as hell kind of thing right but I I I don't want to say that it's it's not important to run the ball but people don't overreact you know it to me it's 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 kind of like this is just this is our specialty this is what our offense is better at at this moment in the, with this team, and it doesn't mean that we can't run the ball, but we aren't really trying to. We we only really had a handful of attempts in that last game. It really was not a lot. So, anyway, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough because like I want to be a running team and I want to run the ball down their throat, but you can't. You just can't force it. There's no reason to. Whenever you got Big O and 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 you know Lad and whoever else out there and we still don't have ad so it is well and and i think it's it kind of comes back to put the hands in the ball or put the ball in the hands of your playmakers i mean Mm -hmm. it's really what is really what it is and and that's what you're saying is most of our playmakers are on the outside and, and and catching the ball and even kenny i mean early on that's what he that's where his big plays were being made he was catching the ball out of the backfield and he was that's where we were utilizing him and, and and that's there's that evolution of you, you talk about it with Saban all the time. That's what he did in those years. Over the course of these years, he has changed. His offense has changed. He's now a pass first team or uh, offense. I mean, and has been for for multiple years now. When you have these crazy receivers, I mean, you'd be dumb to be a run first team if you've got Jalen Waddle and, and these guys on the outside. I mean, because they're such incredible playmakers. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're kind of in that boat. It's, you, we've got our guys out there, but you still have to be able to run the ball. And, and, and I think it, this just wasn't the game where we had to and, and, and didn't need to. But we've shown this year that we can. And so that's I'm – not, I'm not super concerned about it. Our offensive line, to me, 
probably not the best um wasn't their best showing to, to me, but they I mean, had a good game, but it wasn't, I mean, that you just mentioned earlier, that front from Mississippi State just played well, and so they were able to get some pressure and uh, and, and call some of those, that caused those turnovers and make plays and, and things like that, and that was that was their best unit of the game, was that, that defensive line for sure, and, but it's, it's our, our guys showed up and made plays when they had to, and, and Ladd, Ladd had a heck of a day, good Lord, I mean, the guy was showing out the whole time and and so you you feed the hot hand and and so number 10 number 84 were all over the place and and uh, and the tight ends as they usually do showed out as well so big big day for all the guys catching the ball excuse me sorry um yeah it really was i mean and, and you mentioned kiris earlier i was I, i'm glad you did because i mean he's kind of an unsung hero from this team you know he comes in and has really been kind of more more or less a spot receiver at, at, for most of the year and comes out and puts up 69 yards. And, and then Ladd, on top of that, just showing the world that this dude is more than just some uh, scat scat slot receiver. Like, this, get, this guy can play. And uh, I love his athleticism. And, and, I mean, Kirby even said it last, last – uh, or, excuse me, after the game. He was like, yeah, Ladd is Ladd – is, probably our best receiver <laughs> is what he said and, and and at the moment it's a no doubt um then on top of it you got you got bowers and darnell darnell got his first touchdown of the year thankfully got that I, I feel like we've been mentioning that for the last like four or five weeks like where why is big o not get these touchdowns and and thankfully uh, that play was funny because you know the the play was set up to where bowers was running a little flat route to the front corner and i just wonder like it looked you know, part of me thinks that that was the first read, and then part of me thinks that that was just nothing but a ploy for the defense to go after him. But, like, I thought about it afterwards, and I was like, man, I hope it was just a ploy because I just want Darnell to get a touchdown so badly. I hope I was hoping that, that Stetson wasn't like, nah, just going to throw it to Brock. He's the, You know, he's he's got he's got all these touchdowns, and Darnell's just wide open in the back of the end zone. No, I'm glad that that, that play played out how it did. Uh, and also, that was coming off the heels of us getting a conversion off off a penalty uh and before that and uh that's so i was actually watching the highlights I've, I've watched them a few times now but i was watching the highlights and on that play where we had the rough uh pod lesney gets roughed <laughs> like stetson gets up and he freaks out and he's like pointing like that's a penalty like we got a first down and meanwhile, like all the offensive line are like coming over there, like trying, like helping pot up and like making sure he's okay. And Stetson's just like, "I right, what's the play, coach?" <laughs> it's just like, bro. <laughs> but uh, I think he just immediately went into like attack mode kind of thing. But uh, man, yeah, it was all in all um, on the front. I mean, who who else stood out on on the offense to you? I mean, like I said, you, really, you're looking at looking at all the receivers. I mean, everybody did 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 pretty, pretty well. Rosemi had Rosemi had a good day. Um, he let's see how many how many uh, he had a, he had a couple of big catches. Um, I, I thought offensively we were doing great. We did had a pretty good. What was our third down? I don't remember. We've just been it, pretty. We've just done pr- really well on third our, downs all year long. Our, I mean, our third it, downs have been great lately. And and, and so I we, we were about a little little less than fifty percent. But I mean the Tennessee game. I'm trying to think. The Tennessee game, we were like seventy or or, or above 
percent. I mean, we were just. I mean, the third downs have been lately have been pretty pretty good to us. Well, and I feel like in key situations in, in the big games, I think is where that's showing up because you're looking at some of our smaller, like our games that we've done poorly in. Uh, those big third down situations are uh, we're actually converting those, even in kind of third and long situations. I mean, we're we're actually doing a relative a, a good job, and that's that's just something you're not always used to is, yeah. is having those big big third down conversions consistently and uh so seeing some of that over today or uh, during the game was was big but i I really thought that uh offensively and and i think i think stetson had a good day i I, going back and and watching the game during the game it's hard for me to really assess anything during the game i have to go back and really really watch it but he he was gunslinging i mean he he was he was throwing it all over the place i mean there was no part of the field he wasn't throwing the ball to yeah and uh and i thought he did he, he missed a few open shots that he missed darnell in the end zone that first the first time he threw it behind him should have been a touchdown that that was his fault uh he had a couple couple throws behind but when you throw it that many times, I mean, he's he's going to miss some guys. But I thought he had a good game for coming off of that big Tennessee game. So I I, I was I was pretty proud of his production. I you know I I think that Stetson I, I don't want to like toot his horn so much, but like man, you 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 talk about take away those two interceptions, who which I consider both of them to be to be fluky, right? I mean he. He couldn't do anything about the, but the fact that his arm got hit, right? And then also, ball gets batted down and lands right in the defensive lineman's lap kind of thing, right? So, take off those two interceptions. He's, he accounts for three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown and, you know, 290 yards. So, what – I mean, at that point, if you if you do that, I mean, if you take the interceptions off there, then make – obviously make those numbers – I mean, make the his QBR, passer rating, whatever you want to call it, you know, everything look a lot, you know, worse than it actually was. If you take those off of there, I mean, that that is a near-perfect game. I mean, you're almost hitting 300 yards. We're not even a full – like, we're not a we're not a Mississippi State that's going to be – they freaking threw the ball over 50 times. That's just – that is not – I mean, I'm sorry, but – the Mike Leeches of the world that are wanting to do the air raid offense, these this day and age, that's that's just not going to work. I mean, you can you can pass the ball, primarily pass the ball. Alabama is very good at it now, but you still have to have a running game. And you know what? We held them to like what forty yards, forty yeah, forty seven yards. So I, I feel like when you look at our team, I'm not concerned about the rushing, uh, and 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 I'm not concerned about Stetson. I feel like Stetson at the helm, is making decisions right now that are very good for the offense. You know, that was one of the first <laughs> – that was really one of the first batted balls that we've seen from him this year. And, uh, you know, two years ago, it was like, oh, gosh. Like, everybody was like, every other ball is getting batted down. He's so short, even though Bryce Young is, is, is like two inches shorter than him, you know. And so it was like this big dilemma of his his height being a big deal and, and you know, we need to move on and all this. And now it's like – this guy is very clearly a game changer, and I think that rushing touchdown was just one of those like there's so much moxie in in crossing the goal line while staring at the like you know student section or whatever to your left. I mean, it's just a, an incredible thing what we're seeing. But um, really happy to have Stetson leading this team. Really happy to have some of this like senior leadership like Kenny on on the on that side of the ball. We we need a little bit more. 
out of the offensive line, I think. I mean, what's what 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 did you see from them? You think before we head to the defense? Yeah, I I, I just I felt like I felt like they were they just wasn't clean. They they weren't they weren't really hitting their assignments well. There there was yeah. just a lot of there was a lot of that a lot of confusion. There wasn't there was they weren't in sync. And uh, fortunately, we got Stetson's legs, and we were able to get the get the ball out relatively well. And uh, I don't think. He wasn't sacked, was he? No, did we have it? Was he sacked at all? I, the game? I thought they had one. Nope, they didn't have one. No, they didn't. Well, and we only had one, which is funny because we go from having six against Tennessee to having one against Mississippi, Mississippi State. But don't don't get fooled. Mississippi State is a very different offense from Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Although although Tennessee throws the ball a lot, it is not one of those like they're not they're more downfield passing. Yeah. And and Mississippi State is is I'm gonna just dink and dunk you to death kind of thing, right? Um, and and then hit you over the top whenever I get a get a, a good opportunity. But yeah, we only had one sack this week. Well, and I just didn't I didn't feel and part of and you saw that in the run game as well. We didn't run it a lot, but we weren't effective when we did. Like we were because yeah. usually, even when we're throwing the ball throughout the first half, second half we're able to just beat you to death with the run, and we just gash you for the rest of the game. We we couldn't really do that. Uh, and, and like I said. Kendall had that had that run and at the end of the game, but just kind of a little little blown coverage there. Uh, defender made the wrong look for that, but I, I just was I wasn't impressed with what I saw, and and, and I felt like uh, it was starting to cave a little bit on Stetson. And the, the pocket was whenever he was he was back there throwing. Yeah, looking back at the the interception, one of those where he hits the the ball batted down. So it's really just been inconsistent play from the line. All together uh, over the course of the year, because then you have well, like a Tennessee. Well, I thought game. this was I thought this was one of their better games, but it was not what you expect. I mean, what we have come to expect over the last few years. I yeah, thought it's just, and, and, I, and I might be sounding a little harsh, and, and I agree with you. It, it just wasn't consistent. It wasn't. It wasn't a clean. It wasn't a clean game. It keeps feeling like this is this like there's always one guy. I know we mentioned this. There's it always feels like there's one guy that's messing up, and that's I think that's what basically what you're saying is like there's always at least one free rusher or somebody that gets beat or somebody misses their assignment. Almost, I mean, half the time, and 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 you can't have that. You need a little bit more consistency, obviously, if you're going to move the ball down the field. Well, and I'll and I'll say too. Kind of going back to the beginning of the year, I think the offensive line has done better than I overall than I thought they were going to at the beginning of the year. I have felt mm. consistently like uh, over the course of the season, especially as we've we've started to get guys in the right spot, I have felt better about where we're at than where I thought we were going to be at the, at the beginning of the season. Not like a ton better, but I feel like we're <laughs> we're, we're getting we're getting there. Uh, but um, but I feel I feel good about our potential, and, and I think going into these next few games i feel good about us getting our crap together before we uh head to atlanta because we've got two teams uh that i feel good about our our opportunity to be able to run the ball well and do some of these things that we need to be able to if we if we can't do these things well against kentucky and tech we got some problems (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) dude so to your point real quick i mean i'm sitting here i like to have the highlights playing while we're talking about it but man to your point sitting here watching the play where, where Stetson's first interception where he gets his arm hit or whatever both of our our guards 
just olayed their defensive. Ta- I'm in linemen. I mean, I'm telling you, it just was the both of. I mean, both of them were in his face within like a second, and you can't have that, man. I'm sorry, but offensive tackles. I mean, both of them are great. I think Broderick and McClendon are both solid offensive tackles. Their job is significantly harder than the guards' job. It's not like back in the day whenever people were guards were like pulling left and right. I mean, this is a very different offense. The guard position, if you're playing, if you're pass blocking in this offense, and, and you're a guard, man, dude, you just gotta stand your ground. Like that's it's it is not like that difficult. I mean, they weren't even stunning on this play, and I'm sitting here watching, and it's just, I mean, it's miserable. Trust, trust, and. I think it was Willick. Yeah, Willick on this side. Just He hit his guy and he just let him go. Olayed him, man. I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that, I mean, like I said, I thought overall played relatively well. But that's the kind of stuff that you just can't have. with. If you expect to play championship caliber uh, uh, you know, against everybody, then that's got to get fixed. Well, moving forward, we're, I mean, we're going to Atlanta, so we haven't even talked about that. We are going to the SEC championship game. I mean, that's... we're sitting here complaining about everything. We're going. To the... <laughs> I mean, we've clinched. We've clinched the East, but I think we're in the mode now. I think for us, not clinching the East is pretty. Uh, it, it's not acceptable where we're at and where the East is at uh, at this point. And um, so we're going to play LSU in the in the SEC championship game, which will be interesting. And um, so, looking back at some of these plays, I mean, even on one of those deep balls to Kiers, Stetson's getting hit as he's throwing the ball down the field, and it wasn't yeah. like, and it wasn't like he got to sit back there all day before the they had three guys that were able to get to him, and so some of these some of these opportunities we we don't or we don't we're not seeing as many sacks because Stetson's making plays with his legs and able to get out and and, and do some of these things. So I, there, there's a lot going on, but we we've got to be able to clean that up. And get get consistent with it before we start to get into the SEC championship game and and Lord willing the playoffs. So that's yeah. that's where our mind has to be right now as we're we're getting ready for this. One play I wanted I I, I forgot to actually single this out earlier, but one play in particular that Stetson made a throw the throw to Lad on the on Lad's touchdown was a bullet. I mean, that was kind of one of those ones where I looked at, I watched it, I looked over my dad, and I said, that was probably the hardest throw he's made all freaking year. Not hard, like, like difficulty, but, like, threw the shit out of this ball. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, he threw it so hard that the defender, who there was two defenders that were, like, near him, and they didn't have a single second to react to this ball. And I literally, like, I, I spit on my iPad here, sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just wanted to say like that was an awesome throw an awesome play it was just a very short post route that lad was running right there and dude like that's what lad and stetson can do for you in this in that kind of situation there's this they click man they they get each other it's like they're like they're like in each other's brains kind of thing right so uh anyway i i'm 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 all about you know the offense is is I'm not super concerned about it. It just it still is funny because like even it's similar to the defense and I was talking about like even even like with these playmakers it's like on paper it still doesn't really add up for us to be averaging over forty you know forty one points for I think it's like forty two now after we scored forty five so we beat Mississippi State forty five to nineteen and 
dude, I mean, you look at our last, our body of work since we played Missouri, and it's been pretty darn dominant against some. I mean, people say all they want. What was the what was the tweet? Do you have the tweet handy that you sent out? Yeah, I can pull it. I'll pull it up right here. Uh, let's see, where did it go? Felt pretty good about this that I had it up. Here it is. Um, so I hadn't really thought about it, but as of right now, looking at and I, it took me a second to think about it whenever I, I saw it. But our overall opponent record, we have the our opponents have won the most have the best best win-loss record out of anybody in the country. So what I'm saying is is our opponents have won 62 games and lost 38. The next highest is LSU at 61 and 39, Tennessee 60-41, and it kind of goes down from there. But you look at our opponents, and, um, and a big – we were talking about this earlier. A, a big piece of that is Tennessee and, and Oregon, two teams that together have only lost three games and have won the rest of their games. But – for all the people saying that we just haven't played competition, uh, I mean, sorry that we've had two teams that have been in the top ten uh, for majority of the, the playoff uh, rankings, and Tennessee, the love child of this year's media, um, it, and we beat the crap out of both of them. I mean, we beat the brakes off of <laughs> both of those teams, yeah. Yeah. and um, and it's 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 pretty telling, man. I mean, we're we're having we're ha- we're having some pretty strong performances to your point. You know what's funny? I, I so you remember the 2007 season? Like you I think you and I like to go back to that quite a bit. But in 2007, obviously we had a great team that ended up start of the year not so great. We lost South Carolina, we lost to Tennessee kind of a little bit further in the year. And I think we played Vanderbilt right after we played Tennessee, but the Vanderbilt game we won on a last second field goal. And remember, our guys were like dancing on the Vanderbilt logo at, at midfield, and Rick did not like that. <laughs> and and that was just a turning point for the rest of the year. The following, it wasn't the following week because I think we had a bye, but we played Florida next, and that was whenever we had the touchdown touchdown celebration in the end zone and all that, and just beat the crap out of Florida for the first time since 2004. And really, like, probably our best win against them in a while. And then we had the blackout against Auburn. It was just such a magical thing. But all of it hinged on that that Vanderbilt game. And it makes, I mean, watching this year, that Missouri game, and although we did not lose it, thank thank the Lord, that Missouri game feels like that very, a very similar situation to that. It just feels like a, such a turning point mentally for this team from that moment getting i mean because we have just dominated since then so i'm i'm hoping that's the case and we just continue i mean because i mean we got kentucky and georgia tech we saw what happened to them kentucky well georgia tech is that's an exhibition but kentucky lost to vanderbilt last weekend so man i'm feeling feeling pretty good about a a a regular season here well and we have uh we are so young this team is just a young team really everywhere mm-hmm. and even with a lot of our playmakers we got young guys and the the fear you have see last year I know I like to talk about it you couldn't tell who we played last year based on the scores yeah. like it was every game was the same like every <laughs> score was almost identical and, and you just you saw the same we played the same game against everybody 
<laughs> until we got to the SEC championship game. Then we tried to change everything up, and it it, just bit, it bit us. But we played the same game, and obviously not the exact same, but we played the same way every game, and it and you got the same outcome. And, and this team, the fear is you've got a young a young team that ebbs and flows with the emotion, and you see a little bit of that, but once you overcome it, you overcome that adversity, then you kind of see, oh, this is what we're actually capable of. And yeah. so you're starting to see a little more consistency. It's not the same way as last year's team, but you're seeing a little more consistency. We're able to do – we're doing a little more. But the way we're kind of playing is starting to kind of line up in terms of how we're dominating teams. It's starting to get a little more like we were seeing week in and week out last year. You're starting to get that vibe a little bit more these last few weeks. And I, to your point, I feel very confident that we can do it these last two weeks of the season. But uh, – it's it's fun to watch and and to all of that we haven't even talked about the defense yet we've barely mentioned that um throughout this coming into this year our fear was our defense and really this week had another great performance uh one of our touchdowns was on or one of the touchdowns against us was on a a bot special teams play just did not play that punt well and but you look at our defense, man, and just and the other touchdown was a short field from right. from the second interception, right? So because they got the look, ball on like the 20, 25 yard line, something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he had the yeah. It was they were in the red zone immediately, so pretty, somewhere yeah, it, over there. Yeah, pretty much. And so it, that was that was a big deal. And so you look at they had they their yard they had I think he, uh, let's see Rogers had they had almost he said what forty seven rushing yards and then Rogers did not have. I mean, he had what two hundred something passing yards. Yeah, he had, so, had two sixty one. I mean, like, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because it looks like on paper, you know, two sixty one, one touchdown. That's pretty good, whatever. But then he threw fifty one times to be able to get that two hundred sixty one <laughs> yards. And so a lot of a lot of plays, and, and to your to your to what you were talking about earlier about how it's just a very different. It's not a fast, super fast paced. It's just a, it's just a dink and dunk, and 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 you're just you're spreading guys out. And hoping that one of those plays hits, it's kind of like you're, mm-hmm. you're. It's kind of like gambling. You just if you if you gamble enough times, you may hit one, and just and that goes the distance. Is <laughs> pretty it, much pretty much how that works. It's definitely a roulette table. Yep, that's ex- that's that's a great way. Whenever you said gambling, it made me think of uh, roulette, right? You know? Well, and that's but like, and that's pretty much what you're doing when you you have Jalen Carter. <laughs> when you have Jalen Carter, that's coming up the middle, and uh, Jalen had him a had him a, a pretty sack and. Uh, defensively, we just we did a great job and, and didn't didn't give them really any breathing room. They had a few they had a few they had a few wins. Like so talking about roulette, they they got a couple of long long pass plays and had a few guys break out for a little bit. But uh, pretty pr- just a, a great performance overall by the defense. Not many yards after the catch, and uh, we were able to we were able to smother them pretty well. And they 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 couldn't get much going. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a Jalen Carter, who is an All-American, should be the number one overall pick in this in this coming NFL draft. Um, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if he's not, but I, he should be. But when you look at, at what our team did, and I'm statistically, and he's in the top three of total tackles, that's a pretty he's a pretty darn special player. Uh, got our only sack of the day, you know, uh, a couple, uh, you know, excuse me, a, a one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, I, when I look at the body of work that our defense did in this game, I really just can't. My hat is off to the defensive backs 
Malachi Starks continues to play like he is not a true freshman. Chris Smith is playing at a level to where he's getting nominated for all these different like <laughs> awards. I mean, he is you we don't talk about him enough. He's playing like better he's playing better than any safety we've had in the past probably 10, 15 years right now. I mean, he is playing at a elite level, truly. And he's balled into everything. He's playing fast. He's hitting hard. He knocked several balls loose uh, over the past uh, few weeks. I think that Chris Smith is should be should be at the top of the list of. I mean, he's short. He's small, and that's the only thing that's hurting. But he should be top of the list of you know safeties that should be off the board early in the NFL. But I, the size is the one thing that's, that's that is a, you know kind of lining up against him. But you look at Chris Smith, you look at Kamari. Kamari's getting better and better each week. Keeley keeps playing consistently. I still am looking for a little bit more from him. But I, I've been bragging on this guy for a while, and I still like him. Don't get me wrong. But Dumas finally he finally showed me a little bit of something that made me not feel like he's anywhere near Nakobe or Roquan. And I saw him loaf. Some loaf. Loaf several times actually like he's not like Roquan when a ball so if you watch a linebacker and the ball passes down the field past them all right so like technically it becomes okay it's the safety's issue defensive backs issue or whatever like get that tackle but you never saw Roquan always is pursuing always 100 percent uh same thing with Nicobe and and honestly both of those other inside linebackers but man I saw Dumas Dumas, there were several times where the ball, when the ball was passed him, he was like, all right, y'all got him, kind of thing. And then, But, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still a leader on this defense. He still is positioning himself well. But, like, you go back and watch go back and watch the uh, punt return uh, that they had for the touchdown. And, and Dumas is out there, and he's loafing. And he's one of the guys that lets him, oh, lays him, you know, lets him go to the end zone. So, Well, and you, I, almost think, you almost think it's something wrong because that just hasn't been – that hasn't – it was the first time I noticed it, so maybe I, I don't know if he's injured or something. But but to your yeah. but to your point, I, I I saw that as well, and that kind of was concerning because he's had such a big year and and has has shown up in a lot of ways, and so I, I, because it's I don't, and I also haven't seen it uh, too many times to this point, but I, you almost want to chalk it up to was something going on, and as you get later on in the year, a lot of sickness going around was something going on in that world. You never know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying because you're definitely right. He he let some get by him and just didn't did not finish in a way that he should have. And so, uh, but you, but that hasn't been him all year. So it's almost one of those things. It's like I feel like it's probably going to get addressed. <laughs> I feel like that's probably going to get talked about this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I really, it, it, and I'm glad you said that because I really didn't think about the fact that it might be something like he might not be have been feeling well or, or something along those lines. But man, yeah, I, I it was the first time I noticed it. I really was just like, ah, like what? Come on, man! I got these high hopes. But then you know, Munden Munden led led the team in tackles, and and we're seeing him progress. Again, neither one of those dudes have the speed that we have been accustomed to in the last few years in that inside linebacker spot, but I like them both. I, I think they're both productive players. And then uh, one, one other uh, person I was going to mention, uh, uh, who was it? <laughs> I can't well, remember. Oh, Bull, Bullard also is still playing at, at a very high level too. So 
uh, I'm, I'm excited about seeing what he's going to continue to do for us for the rest of the year. Did you uh, did you see Munden uh, cussing the press conference the other yesterday? No. <laughs> what did he do? He, he, uh, I can't remember what the context was, but he called himself and he like put his hand over his mouth. Like, oops, I didn't mean to say. That. He kind of, <laughs> he kind of <laughs> caught himself, and uh, it was it was funny. But um, he 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 dropped a he didn't drop an f bomb, but he um, but he said something. Oh, he meant to say stuff, and he didn't say stuff. <laughs> so, and uh, awesome. it was it was it was pretty funny. But um, people were talking about that. But uh, anyway, yeah yeah, you're right. He's had it. Uh, Monday and Bullard's continued. Really, just everybody has has kind of. I thought they have um, exceeded a lot of the expectations, and uh, a lot of guys have, and 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 that's just continuing to to show up. and And a lot of people have talked this week, and as we're kind of wrapping up Mississippi State, a lot of guys have. You, you're hearing as we're getting closer to the end of the season. There's a lot more Heisman talk. And what I love so much about our team, and, and more people are starting to, to talk about this a little bit, is how we haven't, these last two seasons, we haven't had a true Heisman contender on the Vegas board from the way that you talk about a Heisman contender. And you really think about it, it's because everybody on this team is making plays. Everybody is contributing and has bought into what we're doing. And we're not leaning on a Bryce Young. We're not leaning on a on a Burrow. Obviously, it's you're not going to hurt to have one of those guys. And and I feel like Stetson is getting overlooked in a lot of these areas. Uh, I think Stetson's number six on Vegas right now for for the Heisman. He's kind of floating around after Bo Nix's week and that kind of stuff. But anyway, it, I'm just proud of how all of our guys all over the place. I mean, we've possibly got the best player in college football in Brock Bowers, and um, and, and he is just a, a freak of nature. But we've got all these guys that are making plays. And our guys are bought in. And, and the majority of our, our team is bought into what we're trying to do. And, and it's just it's fun to watch when we're, when we're playing like we are and, and guys are focused. And, uh, and, and you're, I mean, it's fun when you're, be, when you're beating teams the way that we are and you're not having to break much of a sweat <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in a lot of these games. But I don't know, just, a, just an interesting – Interesting thought as we're kind of getting, which is crazy to think we're getting towards the end of the regular season, but it's guys have really stepped up. A lot of guys that we may not have anticipated. Man, I feel like Oregon game was like yesterday. It's it is crazy how you get in these. I mean, we get so busy and we're all I mean, every every even if it's a away game, there's always something going on, and you get you get uh, caught up in it. And before you know it, it's uh, middle of November and we're about to play Kentucky for the second. Second to last uh, game uh, in the regular season, and then uh, of course we got Thanksgiving, and then Georgia Tech. So it it, it is wild, man. And 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 I know we are going to wrap up Mississippi State here, but the defense I thought played played very well. And I think when you look at this game, you can also say that we got a couple of 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 breaks. Um, one being that uh, run and play by Dajan where he very clearly fumbled, but they called his progress uh, down, uh, and and they didn't. I mean, because he ripped the ball out. I mean, he sh- it should have been. It should honestly, he probably should have been like picking it up and taking it the other way, which would have been a big swing in this game. 
but the we kept possession of it, and they said that he was, you know, his progress had been stopped, and so I think we ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. Maybe that maybe that was the field goal drive, but then um, on top of it, you know, uh, Mississippi State did drop a few passes, but man, it, it's not like they dropped like ten or fifteen passes. I mean, you got to give credit to our guys. We really only gave up. Our defense really only gave up one touchdown, and, and and to be honest with you, it was on a, you know, like I said, they were in the red zone on that interception. Uh, so, man, I, I think our defense continues to improve. I, I love the way that our defensive backs in particular are playing, and you see our defensive line, you're thinking, like, man, Walthour, like, you know, a guy like that, he led the defensive line, I think. Uh, no, sorry, after Jalen. Jalen had seven tackles. <laughs> but after that, Walthour, who is really a reserve guy, uh, he came in and, and it was right behind Jalen on the defensive line for amount of tackles. So it's fun to see, man, and and I'm excited about you know how we're going to attack Kentucky this weekend. Um, Chancey, it's this is one of those games that Kentucky just lost Vanderbilt. They're deflated. They got spanked by by Tennessee the weekend before we played Tennessee. What is is there any way that Kentucky can give us fits? I. No, no, I mean, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think of, I can't think of anything. I mean, we're going to get their best shot. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing. I mean, you you look at Will Levis at the beginning of the season was supposed to be, is supposed to be one of the top <laughs> drafted quarterbacks, which I never understood. I mean, I guess he's he's the tall, broad shoulders, and that just every guy that's an NFL draft analyst is just licking their chops over that, and that he's tall and 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 he can throw the ball a long way. Uh, but he – they just don't have – they're missing a lot of the key pieces that made them successful last year, and, and they just haven't been able to recover from that. And their defense is not playing terrible, but they're – I mean, they're not playing great, but they're not awful. I think they're averaging like 20 points a game, which is not great uh, against, but they're just – they just can't put up any points offensively. And so I, if our defense – if we – like I say, just staying healthy, and I think we just we just don't step on ourselves and blow a, a play, let them get up early or something like that. I, I just think they're not going to be not too much of an issue there. It, the main thing for us, as long as we're not sputtering on offense, we're not just walking in there lackadaisical, which is a very – I think this is where you get a little concerned about, okay, you got two more games that are supposed to be relatively – straightforward before you go to the SEC championship when you secure it so early then you start to think are you thinking ahead to Atlanta and starting to get your mind out there and that's where things get a little interesting we're still having a turnover problem I mean we're still having turnover issues yeah and so that's whether they're whether they're our fault or not like whether it's just a good play or whatever the situation is we're still having turnover problems to your point Dejan that on that that would have been fumble play talking about four turnovers during that game and then you count the the punt return I mean you got there was a lot of there's just a lot of that still happening that I feel like is still going to come back and bite us uh in one of these games and, and that's that's got to get cleaned up yeah you can't put the ball in the opponent's hand I mean that's the bottom line I mean you fumble the football <laughs> it's like it's like coach coach Boone I mean come on man like you gonna be running those miles with my foot up your tail, you know? <laughs> um, but that's uh, yeah, the whole Will Levis thing. 
it really does kind of it's bewildering because I mean people are projecting him to be a top five pick and I just don't see it. You know what he reminds me of is is Trubisky, and Trubisky was I believe he was drafted by the by the Bears over Deshaun not Deshaun. Maybe it was Deshaun Watson. I believe it was. Um, that's just just dumb. That's just dumb, man. Will Levis is not a he's not a prototypical he's he's probably the, he's got the size he's maybe he has the arm but man I mean whenever we talk about Kentucky in the past I mean you look back since he's been there what have we talked about since when every time we previewed this game the running game every single time their offensive line and their running game has been solid for quite some time Chris Rodriguez he's a great running back he really is I think he he's up there on the charts. As far as uh, uh, total uh, rushing yards for the for the season, it's funny because the SEC is not a running league anymore. It's really not. You look at what what every team now. I mean, this is dumb, but Florida is the only running team that's that's left at least in the East uh, right now. And that's they're primarily a running team because you know why? Because <laughs> their quarterback can't throw the freaking ball, uh, and so that's what I think of whenever I look at this. You know, Chris Rodriguez has. 733 yards this season. He doesn't have a ton of touchdowns. Um, he's all they got on the offensive side. Their offensive line used to be. I mean, I remember when we played them in 20. Was it 2018 or 20? Yeah, it was 2018. It was they were top 10, uh, and and that was whenever DeAndre Swift just decided to just go off on that Kentucky team. But you remember they were talking about their offensive line, how they were just going to bulldoze us, kind of thing. And obviously that did not happen. But that has been a strength for the this team for since Mark Stoops has been there. This is their worst line that they've had since Stoops has been there. And so, what was Vanderbilt able to do against them? Pretty much anything. If Vanderbilt is able to score twenty four points against you, you're doing something very very wrong. So I don't know, man. I, this team just does not. There's nothing about them that scares me. Uh, you know. It's not even one of those situations where like a blind squirrel finds a nut every so often kind of thing. Like that's this is this team is bad. This is a bad Kentucky team as as we've seen. We've we've beat them every year since two thousand nine. Um, I don't see that that uh, stopping anytime soon. Well, they just, they just don't have any options. I mean, they have nothing going for them in terms of the, a weapon or anything. They're just very vanilla in terms of everything they've got, and they they're just not a lot going for them and. Mark Stoops has been a great coach. I mean, really has put Kentucky on the map in terms yeah. of a really big, uh, more of a powerhouse, uh, powerhouse, but a, a, a more of a, a force to be reckoned well, he, with. He revitalized the, the program for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so and this is just, just an off year, and uh, I, I still think there's going to be opportunity for him to get some guys. And uh, he had some guys in the transfer portal from last year, and uh, and was able to have some success. And so there will be some opportunity for him to do that. But, I mean, his name was getting thrown around for some of these jobs. And uh, that's pretty much going to be squashed with this. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not too concerned with it. I, I feel I feel good about where we're at. And 3.30 game, not a night game kind of thing, not a, not a, and not a noon kick. That 3.30 is kind of the perfect spot. I mean, it'll be a, it'll yep. be a jam-packed crowd. It's going to be their last shot. And, uh, and so, like I said, we're going to get their best. We're going to get the best version of them. And so they're going to want to dethrone us and, and, and mess up our season. And, and so we're going to get 
because even even a Kentucky going into a Vanderbilt, you kind of get caught with your pants down and maybe you're not focused. And so we're going to get a much better version of the Kentucky than what played against Vanderbilt. They're going to show up and they're going to they're going to play up to us. And so it won't it shouldn't be that same team. So we got to keep that in mind. I think it'll definitely be a different team. But man, I have a hard time thinking. I think the majority of the fans that are going to be coming to this game, Kentucky fans, oh, they're going to be coming. They, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of Georgia fans, they're going to be coming up there and, and doing the, the the Kentucky trip, man. You go up there and you, you do the bourbon trail and then you go to the game and whoop ass and then come home, you know. Uh, the way I see it is most of these Kentucky fans are probably coming so that they can see the number one team in the country. That's what I think. I think they want to see how real we are in real time. And, uh, man, um, I'm, I, I'm not concerned about I hate to say it like this. Like Mississippi State had things. There was parts of their team that gave me a little bit of concern. Did I think we were going to win that game? Absolutely. But is there anything that Kentucky does that gives me that I think gives us fits? And I absolutely not. So what 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 are they good at? They're good at running the football. They have a bad line this year. Uh, can they throw the football? I don't know. Apparently, somebody in NFL draft prospects they think they can. But man, their defense is just not what it was. I mean, what was that guy's name? Cash Cash Davis or something like that. They had a, they had a solid solid defense when we played them in eighteen and nineteen. Whooped them, absolutely destroyed them. So, well, we have to get they the... they averaged twenty three points a game. <laughs> yeah, that is so bad. That is so bad. <laughs> Especially when you play some, like when you should be playing against a team like Vanderbilt, you should be able to should mop the floor with them uh but the only thing i do we have to have during this game is we've got to have a running back score a touchdown and, and do the and do the bow that's what we have we have to get we have to keep the tradition alive so to our, that's to, the only to, thing that i request is that uh kenny or dejan one uh gets it and, and, is, and is able to do that because that's that's gonna make because god that's what six years running now <laughs> wait so uh, did anybody did, did we do it last year? Because I mean, bow, bow to your sensei kind of thing. Year. Zamir did it, dude. That was, I mean, yeah. Whenever, whenever that became a thing, Todd obviously Gurley was the first person I feel like, first player that I feel like did that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I remember DeAndre Swift after he every touchdown he scored against Kentucky. At least it was just <laughs> boom. You know, uh, what a great celebration. Um, yeah, Chancey, I. I'm looking at these numbers and they just don't add up. We're favored by 22 and a half points. Uh, you know, they're they're basically predicting that we win at you know 30 38 to 13 kind of thing, right? So, um, I'm I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty solid. I feel like this Kroger Field fan base, the uh, the attendance there is not going to be very intimidating. Uh, so I'm feeling feeling pretty solid for our chances this weekend. Um, one day, one of these days, we need to do the Kentucky trip that I mentioned earlier. Um, but I, every time I talk about talk to somebody about this bourbon trail thing, I'm like, man, if I go to like two distilleries, like I'm gonna be gone. Like, <laughs> if I'm just sitting there sampling bourbon all over the place, like I'm sorry, but like I'm gonna be like, hey, I, I need to head home. I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I know my folks. They did it uh, just a, actually just a, a couple months ago, and. Uh, and had a great time and everybody that I've heard says it's it's awesome and some there are certain distilleries that do it better than others 
but it's definitely something that I very much want to do because these these distillers are pretty cool. Apparently, they're still just like mom and pop shops. They're just they're just slinging this stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're making it yeah. as fast as they can, but it, it's it's pretty pretty cool. And I, that is one place that I, we haven't been that I really, I really do want to go. So we we definitely need to make that make that happen. Let's uh let's let's get it put together. Probably uh maybe maybe two years from now, I guess. So, uh, Chancy, real quick, let's let's just dive into the CFP rankings. Like I said, real real quick, we are number one. Ohio State, Michigan is going to work itself out. That's two and three. TCU's at four, and then we got Tennessee. How do you see this playing out? Do you think Tennessee is going to end up being in the playoff? If everything plays out according to and so you've got to have a, you have to have two things happen. TCU wins out. You really don't have to have one thing happen. You only have to have uh, TCU win out, and then if Ohio State and Michigan win out through their game, because I guess they play the weekend after next, and then they whoever wins that game wins the Big Twelve or Big Ten championship. Tennessee's in. I mean, it's there's to me there's no if and then we have to win as well. So we, I think there's I think there's one way out of it. I think if if what everything else that happens, so say Ohio State wins the Big Ten, which I think is going to happen. I think they're going to beat Michigan this year and enact some revenge on that. But I, so say say we win our game, which I also believe will happen. But we'll get to that whenever we preview the LSU game. But Georgia, say it's Georgia, Ohio State, TCU at three, at four. The only team that I think can jump Tennessee at this point is USC. They have to win out and then win the Pac-12 championship. That's that's our only hope. So be be big Trojan fans here for the rest of the year. Well, it depends on, and, and the committee did mention it that they are going to run like they're ranking championships very high, and so that that is the case. But you have to say too, their only loss is to the number one team in the country. Yep. And they're sitting on the outside, and who's playing the best? So right now, Tennessee's last two games, they they're they're going to have to showboat. And so it's really about how they play these last two games, and and USC has the potential. I mean, for sure, but they're gonna. I, that's gonna come into play, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Because when you're only lost is to the number one team, and every, you won every other game, and that was just it sucks that the number one team was in your division and you couldn't go to the champ your your conference championship. Um, it'll be it, it really depends on how the playoff committee ranks it like how they look at it and so um so anyway because every year i feel like it's different so you never know you never know what you're what you're looking at because then also too you can't really base it off what they say week to week because it changes every week like tcu their record wasn't didn't was not impressive to them then the next week they're just up in the top five and then then now they're in the top four i mean they just kind of hopped into it um so it's really gonna your point that if everything kind of proceeds as as it's supposed to that goes that plays out and and then that becomes the conversation and then a bunch of people will be pissed off either way so <laughs> i'd love it if a bunch of those rock rocky type folk you know man if they're pissed off and i think we're doing something right uh yeah that's that's really the only chance for tennessee to not make it to not back their way into it um, and you know the only team that's between Tennessee and LSU and, and USC is LSU, and obviously if we take care of business in Atlanta, then we don't have to worry about LSU and all that. Uh, 
So I, I don't know, man. There are some definitely some some scenarios that that turn into is Tennessee worthy of being in there? That those five ranked wins probably make them look a little bit better. Uh, but you know, it's like we talk about, like, okay, so you get five ranked wins. I think Auburn was was ranked whenever they. Well, did they play Auburn or was it? Who, did they, who else did they get from the east? I mean, from the west. No, they, they played LSU. So LSU was ranked at the time, and then they they just curb stomped us, curb stomped them, and then we all thought, okay, all right, well Tennessee's Tennessee's moving up in the world, and then LSU is also playing very well. Then they played Alabama the following weekend and beat them, and so like they're on this high. And Alabama, don't get me wrong, it's a very good team, and but you know who else have they beat since then? I mean, besides them, I mean, I don't know. We. We really can't. I can't look at their schedule and feel like all these ranked wins really have that much weight. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but anyway, I USC plays UCLA this weekend at UCLA. Probably will have uh, fifteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand fans in attendance. Um, but yeah, I got to be big. They got two ranked games per like the current CFP. They have two ranked games to end the season, and so uh, get a get a pull for them for sure um other than that man i mean this whole thing is just like a cluster i mean it's there's a lot of two loss teams that are up there that probably way too high north carolina's nine and one they're still number 13 so it is it is a weird thing i i agree with you i hope that i i think the goal of this thing is to get the the best four teams to play but there's got to be a little bit more weight if you won your conference that's what i think well i i, I think that probably plays into it too but uh or it should but it's man it's, it's gonna be the, the world's loving tennessee right now man that's why they're i mean it's to, to the point i mean they've only lost to the number one team in the country so they're hanging out right in that area and so um it's just the way that it the way that it goes so uh but it will be the it will be the talking point and once that all comes around so they've got to they've got to put up some points and uh, show out these last two weeks just to to be able to make their stand and uh, and and make their case for being in it. Even though, just like um, I mean, just like uh, Bama did, however many years ago it was, and uh, in being that non-conference or non-conference champ to go in. So I don't know. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it shakes out. So I just like where yes, we're standing. I just like where we're at. Hey, keep winning. We're in, no doubt. I mean, we we may. I'm not. I don't want to go here, but even if we lose in Atlanta, there's still a pretty good chance that we still make it. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, Chancy, I I think we we've we've covered enough. The Kentucky preview probably wasn't quite as extensive as uh maybe people had hoped, but man, this team is just. Falling apart from the uh, from the uh, beginning of the year. Uh, you doing anything special for the game? Are you watching at home? We'll be at home for this one. Uh, trying to stay home. Been traveling too much, so I'd, I'd like to, to stay in my area for for a little while this this weekend. So, uh, looking forward to hanging out and and not doing a whole lot. I love it. I love it. Well, we're doing something similar. We're going to my, my brother's house. It's his birthday this weekend. Austin's birthday this weekend. So we're. Uh, Gonna go over there and do a little tailgate, do a little birthday, birthday bash. Moose. And happy birthday, Moose! Get a little shout out on the pod. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're we're doing that. We'll have a good good old time and enjoy uh, 
enjoy watching the Kentucky game, but also like there's just not a lot of great football this weekend. So hopefully we'll find something to, to entertain us. <laughs> well, when when uh, when our game against Kentucky is the three thirty game, yeah, you know you're running slim. <laughs> yeah, no kid, no kid. All right, brother. Well, sounds good. Well, unless you got anything else, let's just uh, we'll cap this thing off and say go dogs. Dogs on top. Yeah.